Hey everyone, welcome to episode 46 of the Mess All Podcast. This week, very special episode. I was super excited when I got the opportunity to send uh, Corey an email. Um, and again, thanks Corey for setting this up. It was super awesome. I really enjoyed the interview. Um, but yeah, uh, just to give you a little background, Burwood Distilleries is a distillery here in Calgary. They're making such awesome, awesome products. Um, I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying the honey liqueur. I also got a bottle of their cherry liqueur when I was down there. Oh my God, it's so amazing. I'm going to go back this weekend. I know I have to get more of that. I'm looking forward to more of their uh, specialty items, their, spe- their seasonal items. You know, everything that they make is so amazing. I've been enjoying it. So if you find yourself in Calgary, make sure you get down there. Check out their selection of liquors. And also eat at the restaurant. They have some pretty cool menu items. So, you know, just giving a huge shout out to them because they are awesome people. It was an awesome, awesome interview, like I said. I can't say enough good things about them. But, um, yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for uh, having me over. And thanks for uh, doing the interview. It was truly an amazing uh, podcast interview. So thank you again. The Mess Hall Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB Financial. Um, this week's podcast shout-out is to Press Start to Join. It's a... Um, they talk about movies, video games, TV, comics, everything under the technology sun, I guess. So Josh and Alan put out this awesome podcast. I've been enjoying it. Um, they're talking a lot about stuff that I'm not up-to-date on, but I still enjoy it. I enjoy the news section on it. So make sure you give it a listen. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit behind on my video games. I have a place or a PlayStation 2 that I occasionally plug in, but I have an Xbox 360, so I'm a little bit behind on what these guys are talking about. I know they talk about Nintendo Switch a lot, which is pretty awesome. I might have to convince my wife to let me get one. So make sure you give uh, Press Start to Join a listen. I've been enjoying it, so hopefully you do too if you like the video games and movies and stuff like that. So... Oh, hey, I'm here at Burwood Distilleries. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, I'll let you guys do a quick introduction here. Um, so, who am I talking to? I, I got Yvonne. Uh, my name is Yvonne Silik. I'm one of the co-founders here. Um, technically, I overlook the marketing and sales department. Uh, Corey Gadet, I am the general manager, so I get the pleasure uh, of overseeing operations, mainly restaurant side, and then work uh, closely with Yvonne on some sales department. Cool, cool. And again, welcome to the Mess Hall Podcast. I'm really excited to have both of you guys on. I I like your products. So the, I want to talk about the product that brought me here was the honey liqueur. That is so amazing. I, I know we were just talking about it, but I want to bring it up again. It's such a good drink. And just to have it with just some ice or I was telling you guys just some lemon wedge. and Just so, so good. So 
Um, I was reading on your website, but I want to know a little bit more about your guys' background. What made you guys do this? I started about uh, three years ago or four years ago when I uh, met Jordan. My brother and I grew up in Croatia and Bosnia. Uh, we're making uh, all of these out of plums, grapes, uh, different types of fruits. Um, and uh, when we met Jordan, being that he's a professor at Olds College that uh, is in charge of the Brewmasters program, uh, that's where the spark started and our kind of uh, passion for distilling and uh, alcohol kind of became a reality okay. with, with his, um, I guess, passion for beer and our traditional take on spirits and, and doing that all our lives. Um, we united together and we said let's make a business out of it and we ventured together so about a year and a half we uh, opened up the distillery and the first three things uh, that we wanted to launch was the honey would it be um, honey liqueur medica and uh, the turomal barley vodka okay being that the honey is in our family my dad has a small apiary outside chestermere the two honey products were just like a natural fit and being that that's kind of almost like an homage to Croatian culture it just made a little bit sense to kind of incorporate a little bit of our cultural uh, background where my brother and I come from and offer it here uh, to Albertans. So the honey liqueur is a, uh, technically a base of vodka infused with our raw raw honey as a okay. sweetener. And it's a delicious uh, drink that you can sip on its own. You can uh, mix it into a cocktail as a sweetener and go from there. So how do you enjoy it? I enjoy it. I put my bottle in the fridge as chilled. Uh, yeah. I like to sip on it um, after dinner or before dinner. Uh, I usually enjoy it after dinner. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Yeah. I felt it was an after dinner kind of drink for me. Too, yeah, so. as you mentioned too, lemon. Uh, I mean, uh, honey goes well with lemon. Any citrus profiles, uh, ginger, mint. So it's a very versatile uh, spirit that you can incorporate in a lot of different ingredients. Cool. And, and I like that you get the honey local. Um, a lot of stuff in Calgary definitely focuses on the local stuff. Um, it's cool that it's like, what you say, Chestermere. Just yeah, Rocky View County is just east of Chestermere. Yeah. Um, my dad retired. He has about 50 hives. Nice. And with our honey liqueur being our number one seller, we went from 50 hives to 198 hives right now. Nice. So, <laughs> this summer. So much for retirement. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. This summer, he's, uh, you know, I think getting back into it again. And uh, we're going to have some help with some friends and uh, family like that. Enjoy, uh, you know, the beekeeping. Uh, uh, I don't want to call it the beekeeries lifestyle. And, uh, okay. We're projecting to have over, uh, to harvest over four tons of honey. Jeez, and that will be all just like under two hundred hives. That's, that's an incredible amount of honey. I think this. You guys must just get like big barrels of it in or something. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. So we get honey in barrels, um, and uh, Turomo barley comes from Alex Alberta here, just you know north of Calgary, and it comes on a pallet with uh, twenty-five kilo bags. So nice. Again, it's locally sourced. Nice. And is that the same barley you guys are using in your food as well? Um, Currently, right now, um, Chef Matt does cook with barley. We do have a barley risotto. Maybe Corey can uh, input yeah, a little the, bit the, of Yeah, the big thing with the, the kind of thought or design of the menu was to not only incorporate several local products, uh, 
um, but to also have lots of overlap um, with similar ingredients that the guys are using in the distilling process. So whether that's the botanicals or uh, or the barley, uh, we do use barley as, as Yvonne mentioned on the menu. We do a barley tabbouleh salad uh, yes. as well as a barley risotto. It's a different form of barley that we're getting in. Okay. But lots of overlap with ingredients and flavors, not just cooking with the spirits, but also some of the kind of uh, raw flavors. He does, uh, Chef Matt does some pickling with some of our spirits. Nice. Um, we do a cured gin salmon uh, as an appetizer. So lots of lots of uh, kind of overlap with similar products, similar flavors, that sort of thing. That's one thing that really intrigued me was the uh, gin salmon. I thought that was a cool little take on yeah. it. Um, when he does some gin pickles too that are, are nice. deadly. Yeah. Nice. Um, I really like pickles. I like pickling stuff myself at home too. So I, I never thought about using gin or some liqueurs in there, liquors. It's a really neat idea. I like it. Yeah, and then with the same, I mean, the same thing that Yvonne was talking about with, with kind of the quest or the mission. It's not even really a mission. It's kind of just the way that things are at Burwood, but huge local support on the spirit side. And then we use companies like Master Meats that are right next to us here, uh, a company called Gallimax, which is basically kind of a, a collaboration of farmers. So a bunch of our produce is coming uh, locally sourced as well. Um, but any any local provider, European Bakery down on 17th Ave, any, any local... Uh, distributor or provider that we can use and support, um, we're, we're happy to do so because they support us in return. So, and, and I'm seeing a lot of that within Calgary, a lot of people getting together, a lot of, whether it's microbrew places or like local bakeries and stuff, everybody seems to be helping everybody else and it really seems like a nice community. And it's, it's incredible. Uh, it's one of the things that stuck out most to me when I joined forces with these guys probably eight months ago is especially in this industry because it's such a young startup industry the amount of support and collaboration that comes from as you mentioned breweries everybody's working together to get a little piece of the pie um, and it's just it's just been unbelievable to see I mean the amount of support that we feel I've never felt like we're, we're competitors with anybody yeah. um, whether it's Eau Claire Distillery or the local breweries around here that support us as customers but also we sell their products I mean zero issue Citizen, Toolshed Brewery, Common Crown. Uh, it's just amazing the community feel that, that this industry has. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has been, you know, as Albertans with what's happened with oil and gas, we've kind of been forced to look at some other uh, industries or other revenue streams for the province, but I think it's done a, an amazing thing at, at kind of bringing people together. So. And that's, like I said, that's amazing. Like, you listed off all these great breweries and um, I like that you guys are different. You didn't go into the brewery side, but you went into the distillery side. And you mentioned Eau Claire Distillery as well. They make some great products. And, yeah. um, I, I like that there's branching out. Um, it's not just beer. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so Well, I think it's more so, too, uh, being part of that community and realizing, as Corey says, that uh, all of those other businesses are local and small and a startup. Yes. And relying on other like-minded either entrepreneurs or business alike that can complement your product or vice versa it goes a long way uh, you know he mentioned a lot of the breweries on our menu you know we don't feature I mean we most of our beers are, are local uh, yeah. coffee is from Phil and Sebastian's you know anything that we can do to collaborate and help each other that's uh, uh, kind of how we we're going about this and doing that approach yeah. right so and that's that, like I said, amazing work by everybody. And just like 
it's really cool. Um, and like just Master Meats right next door, and they make some. Oh, they have some amazing cuts of meat. I when I used to do some catering by myself, um, they would be my go-to place because yeah. I wanted to have a butcher. I, I didn't want to go to Safeway to get my products. So um, even like after old location, that's where I used to go to, and I was. I was sad when I saw, like, not there anymore, and then I was happy that they opened up in a bigger spot, so yeah. it's pretty cool. The thing that's neat, like Yvonne said about kind of the like-mindedness, is it's it's not even like you, you need to ask for the support from people. I mean, I remember when we first opened the restaurant component, using Master Meats products was a natural fit for us, but the amount of volume that they send us, without us asking, just saying, hey, if you guys are looking for something great to sip with that steak, you know, they send them our way. And so we see a huge spike in, in walk-in traffic on the weekends when they're, you know, very busy. And cool. so many people walk through the door and say, we referred to come over here and check you guys out by the, the boys at Master Meat. So nice. it's just an amazing collaboration that just comes naturally. Um, but but it's, it's a huge support to us for sure. So what are you guys, when they come over and they say they have a T-bone steak or a New York strip or whatever, what do you guys are trying to pair up with? them. Oh, <laughs> this is a tough one. Yeah, this you said I there would be no <laughs> tough questions. Yeah, <laughs> I wish Chef Matt was here right now to whip up his expertise, but um, usually we don't, like, we, we kind of refer him to our menu, I'd say. Our menu oh, okay. is our Bible, uh, as a lot of these uh, already cocktails that we haven't made up, uh, the chef already has uh, kind of paired it with an item. So a lot of the menu items on our items are, are kind of already paired with our spirit. So I think, uh, you know, I've done that in the past. I've just kind of referred them to our menu menu and just kind of seeing, well, how does the chef use the honey liqueur? You know, like he makes it in the mushroom toast, uh, you know, barley, does it go with gin or uh, like the pickled yeah, okay. stuff and, and things like this. But, you know, Chef Matt is always here. He's hanging out, so you know I usually poke him by the shirt and say, "Hey, <laughs> yeah. come help this customer out." And he's always loves to talk about food, so that's pretty yeah. awesome. Hey, everyone! This episode of the Mess Hall Podcast is brought to you by Park Power, a provider of electricity and natural gas in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose where you buy your energy from. Park Power has low overhead, and chances are you'll save money if you switch. If you want to find out how much money you could save, visit parkpower.ca and plug in your numbers into the Alberta Energy Savings Calculator. If you decide to switch, it's easy. Nothing changes about your service, only the price you pay. Learn more at parkpower.ca. One of the things that I thought was pretty cool, I was watching TV months ago and I was watching Fargo. And I saw your guys' product. And I was like, I didn't have it at that time. I didn't have the honey liqueur at that time, but I'm like... Isn't that I, I poked my wife and I'm like, isn't that a local company? How did you guys end up crossing with them? That's all we want. So this was about uh, just before we got, um, we were still in development or construction phase. So we're sitting what we call a Fargo lounge. Okay. Uh, so a lot of this furniture here that we're sitting on comes from the season three, the set of Fargo. So uh, at the end of it, when we got product placement on, on season three, uh, they were filming in Inglewood and in a lot of inner city downtown and Evan Spence who was a um, stage director I believe 
and he was our architect to put these blueprints for us for the distillery together. He kind of approached us and said, hey, you guys want to have a local, uh, you know, exposure on a TV called Fargo 3? And we're like, yes. <laughs> At that time, we did not have product, but we had our labels, we had our brand, we had our bottles. So technically for the show purposes, that's all colored you know, tea, oh, okay. but you know, it did get our name out there and uh, that's how we went about that. Nice. Um, and at the end of the show, so they sell everything off the show, uh, we went and bought most of this furniture that we kind of found fit for this space. So yeah, we, we're sitting here in the Fargo lounge and I do have some glassware downstairs that I, I bought from behind the bar, so it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool, yeah. I didn't know that, but yeah. it, it's a cool space up here, I yeah. like it, it has this retro feel to it like yeah. Fargo did yeah, yeah. so it's a pretty neat story I like that um, I hear season 4 has uh, been approved so I, I gotta see if we're gonna continue the trend of being on the Fargo you know? <laughs> we hope yeah we, we hope. hope yeah that's that's pretty awesome I was an extra in season 1 oh so sweet was, nice but then my scene was cut <laughs> so nobody well I guess people can believe me or not believe me but it was pretty it was awesome being on the set for the yeah. day so it was it's pretty cool. Um, I'm glad we have a little Fargo connection. Yeah. Um, so, I asked you what's your go-to drink, but on the other side, what's your go-to drink? Do you like one of the cocktails, or do you like it straight um, up? Or? Pro- probably the, the release that we've done that has kind of caught my, my heart the most was the cherry liqueur that we released for the holidays. Oh. I found it just a, a perfectly balanced bottle. Um, we used black and sour cherries in it, so it's not insanely sweet. Um, bottled at 27.5%. I just found it kind of the easiest sipper. It was my go-to Christmas giveaway gift this year um, because I just found it kind of a perfectly balanced spirit and just couldn't get enough of it myself. So Nice. I, yeah, I, I, with, with the Medica, I'm, I'm a straight-up type guy. Um, on our menu, though, uh, a lot of the people come for our old fashions. Um, that's been a very popular cocktail. We do have a cocktail of the month program where we um, donate um, a certain amount of uh, dollar value towards a charity of choice. So every month we have a cocktail of the month that goes towards a charity of choice. Cool. Uh, so we have a rotating uh, cocktail on our menu. Uh, but also to his note, that cherry liqueur again goes back to the <laughs> motherland of Croatia. Is that more of like a Kirsch idea? Uh, so, yeah, it's a cherry liqueur. Um, Maraschino cherry originated from Croatia, that style of cherry. Okay. And uh, technically that cherry liqueur is quite popular, quite popular like the honey liqueur. Nice. Um, and it's it's a, just a nice sipper, as Corey was saying, again, before dinner, after dinner. It's, it almost tastes like a nice, really nice port. So, we're yeah. really... So, are you guys going to be doing more stuff like that, like specialty items, or I, I don't know if you'd say they're one-offs, but like seasonals, we seasonal, call them seasonals, yeah. yeah. So every season at the end of the summer, we figure out like cherry's been a hit. So for the last two years, we've been going to BC and picking fresh cherries or sour cherries. This year, we've done cherry, sour cherries, and apricot. Uh, apricot's been a really nice hit as well. We're selling a lot of it. But uh, we want to do another homage to Croatian culture, which is a Shlivovica, which is a plum eau de vie. Okay. Uh, and we want to do a plum eau de vie uh, and uh, probably age it in, 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 in a certain cask. So I'm maybe giving too much away, but uh, <laughs> uh, there will be some cool uh, products coming out in the, in the next year or so. So That sounds pretty good, yeah. too. I, 
I, I don't think you guys described anything that was anything but awesome and perfect almost. So yeah. it's, that's pretty that's pretty good. I like it. So what you said, old fashioned is probably your favorite or most popular drink. Um, how did that come around? It seems like it is an old fashioned drink. It's like not just to say it's old fashioned, but did you guys just look for um, one of those classic drinks to make a signature, or? I think it all sprung from like, yeah, let's let's see what we like. You know, maybe take a classic and put a Burwood spin on it, and that's what we've done with an old fashioned. This is not your typical old fashioned, although it has bourbon. Um, it has uh, our green walnut liqueur. It has our uh, you know signature in-house uh, bitters. It has our signature in-house uh, espresso syrups and simple syrups. So it's kind of uh, taking an old classic cocktail and you know taking on steroids in a way. <laughs> nice. So it's 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 quite different, but it's it's really nice and well balanced and easy to drink. Nice. Yeah. So who's coming up with the drinks? Uh, we do have a mixologist uh, behind the Harvest Old Fashions and the cocktail menu was London Richard. Uh, he put together our cocktail menu um, and he was our mixologist at that time. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. So what do you guys recommend? I'm going to get into some nitty gritty stuff, I guess. But what do you guys recommend with your uh, gin? Like if I just bought a bottle of gin today, what would I go home and make with it or do you guys straight up or great question it, it's it's a fairly citrus forward gin um so even in the cocktails that we make here with it um nothing overpowers it we we try to keep it kind of as the star so i always recommend uh, for gin lovers i mean I, I would i would mix it with something but very lightly um I, I probably wouldn't even drink it with tonic i would keep it with either soda or water or in a martini to kind of really show off that that citrus flavor um, probably the most popular uh, gin cocktail that we have here in house would be the mint gimlet that we do with it. Okay. So we make a blood orange syrup, um, bruise a little bit of mint, squeeze some fresh limes, um, add our gin and a little bit of a elderflower liqueur, and then basically just top that up with soda. So again, the gin shines through. It's kind of one of the predominant flavors in it. Um, so, so nothing, you know, and I kind of recommend that with all of our spirits, nothing that's really going to overpower them or where you're going to lose the flavor in them, but something just kind of enhance the, the beautiful flavors that they have. Exactly, and I think I agree with you guys, bringing out that, the natural flavor, the good flavor. Like, I think so much drinks were just to get rid of the taste almost, like mm-hmm. whether it be like vodka and orange juice, so much orange juice in there to cover the flavor, but... Um, what do you guys want to do with your vodka? Like, how are you guys bringing that flavor out to the forefront? Uh, our vodka is a very unique and interesting one because uh, from the get-go we said we're not going to make an odorless, tasteless vodka. Uh, we wanted to have some flavor come through, and I think that all starts with that premium ingredient, that Turomal barley, and then the unique fermentation process that we use. Um, and uh, I guess the strain of yeast that we use is very important, which uh, which leaves a lot of that fruitiness and a lot of that um, sweet sweet flavors behind. Okay. So technically, in our fermentation, uh, we're already building a, a certain profile that we want to come through at the end of the distillation. Nice. So our vodka, you'll find that uh, I mean, it's 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 14 times distilled. It's light charcoal, coconut filtered. Uh, but it, it does have notes of banana, notes of caramel, and notes of that uh, barley starches that come through. So 
all the flavors come up front, but it's a smooth finish. You don't even taste the thing. That's, that sounds really good yeah. instead of just the, almost like what you're describing, like the generic. And, and I, for me, I just don't want generic. And yeah. that's the same as beer. That's why I like microbrews. They put a lot of love into it. And it sounds like you guys are doing the same as well. Where it's not just so generic that it's, you got your flavor profile, and that's that's truly what makes something really good and special. So. I'm a, I'm a sucker for Caesars. Caesars are kind of my Sunday tradition as I'm watching football, and, okay. uh, and I've grown to love the little bit of, of kind of a different flavor that that vodka adds to a Caesar. Um, I mean, it, it adds a little bit of almost like a sweetness or an earthiness that I just think is is gorgeous in there. So. That's how I. That's how I best enjoy our vodka. That's nice. Um, so, do you put like spicy bean in there or anything wild? Like uh, I'm, a I'm, I'm strip simple. of bacon. I, um, I, I don't personally love Tabasco, so I use a different form of hot sauce. Uh, often sriracha or something to that effect, or Cholula, which is a, a Mexican style hot sauce. Yeah. Um, and then I'm a I'm a sucker for clamato, so I don't I don't mess with the the Walters or any of the kind of the new stuff. I, I eat lots of Worcester, a little bit of hot sauce, Burwood vodka. And, and Clamato is kind of the way that I, I get down on my Caesars at home. I, I like that idea of Sriracha instead of Tabasco. Yeah. I like that. Because it gives it more flavor. So. Yeah, I find that. So. Cool, cool. Um, so where are you guys located? Um, you guys want to... We're on uh, Unit 15, 4127, 6th Street Northeast. Uh, we're about eight minute drive from downtown Calgary. Uh, if you're thinking Northeast, think Edmonton Trail and 32nd Avenue Connector. We're next door to Master Meats, an Indian motorcycle uh, show home. So, as I said, inner city, northeast side of the town. Cool. And, again, thanks, guys. This was truly amazing. I love what you guys are doing. So, thanks again for being on the podcast. We appreciate you coming to check us out. Oh, no, bro. Thanks, guys.